0: the Walking Dead UK podcast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Fox. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today?
1: I'm good, thanks.
0: Good, good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 10, Episode 8, The World Before. It's the mid-season finale. We'll talk about when The Walking is going to return in a bit. Uh, but what did you think of the mid-season finale?
1: I really quite enjoyed it. I, I like the fact that, I mean, the curled open bit was, was kind of um or the pre-credit bit was dante's backstory i can't help thinking that if gimbal was still into control that would have been an entire episode <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so uh yeah i hadn't thought about
0: I, that but you're you're probably right so yeah,
1: yeah. That, that that entire thing would have been a whole episode just to have him like you know killed off later uh, but yeah um I, so I thought they handled that really well and it gave you a little bit of backstory about sort of how Dante got there and and it was all done in like five minutes. Really, really well laid out. Um, and we got to see Virgil, who is, who is a new character. He's a non-comic book character, isn't he?
0: Unless they renamed Pete to Virgil, uh, then right. I, th- I think he's just almost the same character. I guess we'll find out more about him when we come back next season. But he's it seems like he is Pete, but... His name is just Virgil instead. I am not yeah. really hundred percent sure, but that's sort right, of what it okay. seems like. So
1: that that answers my next question is if, if they'd used one of the comic book storylines for him. So uh yeah, oh, that's interesting. Um so yes, we got to meet Virgil, got to see a bit of ocean side, uh they spread things out reasonably well, quite a nice cliffhanger ending without it being overly cliffhangery, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh I you know, it's it's it was a good Nice place to stop. Kind of reminds me of the Terminus ending with them all trapped in that um, caravan. And no Carol outside to save them this time. So, uh, Mm. yeah. Um, Yeah, overall, we're kind of happy with with how that ended. I thought they they did a pretty good job with that episode.
0: Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed the episode as well. I thought it was pretty good. Um, It's kind of pushed back uh, against some of my comic book predictions, but again, that's that's fine. Uh, The show's going to change things here and there just just again in terms of uh pacing and when they're gonna get to certain story points so just in terms of that <laughs> but i'd i'd almost it was sort of like saturday or sunday or whatever i thought you know mid-season finale and i kind of thought okay if they don't do this particular co- thing in the comic book which they, they which they didn't end up getting to i thought okay be prepared for that to not actually happen and kind of i i guess i pre-prepared myself more than um you know certain other season finales and miss season finales that have that have let us down because of certain expectations and whatnot so i kind of went in thinking like okay if they just prepare yourself that they don't do this particular thing and they didn't uh, of course i can't say what this thing is until it happens which i've been saying all, all season long so far yes um but i would suspect that that now happens in the season finale again i could be wrong that's just my my new guess i suppose seems my old one has i suppose expired if you want to call it that um, yes, but uh, yeah, I, I just went in thinking like, okay, this might still be a pretty good like your yeah, Walking Dead episode, but don't expect them to hit these certain parts. Uh, and then going in with that mindset kind of really helped me. So I think that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I thought that the uh, Michonne Judith stuff was was really really good uh, in this episode. I think that uh, this the, the stuff with Aaron in this episode was really good. They've really kind of brought him forward. Uh, as a character more in the last in the last uh, season or so Um, yeah I thought the uh, Alpha stuff was pretty cool, Uh, no Negan or Lydia in this episode which was very interesting Um, and I guess we'll see some more of that next season but overall I thought it was a pretty good episode mostly dealing with Dante and Sadiq pretty much like the, the I guess the aftermath and the conclusion of that and obviously the the uh, previous story and uh, i hadn't quite thought about what you'd said in terms of you know that we already know basically the deal with dante we just uh kind of needed that little bit of like okay what was the what was some of the conversations that happened with him and alpha and we got to see that and i think they did do that really well so i I definitely agree with you there um because they could have like had you know the cold open for the next season or something could have been uh, or that you know a whole episode dedicated to this is how Dante found Alpha, and this is their of the conversation, and this is them doing that. They just quickly say, "Okay, you already know about Dante and everything, because of the reveals last week." We just want to kind of show you, okay, this is him talking to Alpha about the plan, and I thought they did that really well. So, uh, yeah, this is a kind of a refreshing change of pace in terms of that, which is uh, again yes. one, one of Angela's strengths that she's had over uh, Mister Gimple. Uh, is it gimbal or g- g- gimbal in Gimbal. So, gimbal. Yeah, gimbal. Um, one w- one of the strengths she's got kind of over him in terms of that. Um, yeah, just thought it was a really good mid-season finale, and does leave you obviously with a cliffhanger, but we knew that was kind of a thing with with well, mid-se- yeah. mid-season finales.
1: And as, so, a, as I say, it's it's not like it's 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 one of it's the ended, better ones. It, yeah, tended well it with them in peril, but not like. With you know the the negan cliffhanger of of him you know smashing somebody's head in and you don't know who it is, mm-hmm. yeah. uh which was really frustrating cliffhanger, but you know it's it it reminds me most like I say of the terminus ending um where right. where they're kind of all trapped in one you know, in one place and it looks quite desperate, but we can't see how they're going to get out, but clearly they are going to get out of it somehow, mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: yeah,
1: or at least some of them are even if they all don't
0: right. Cool. Um but yeah, I enjoyed the episode. So that was pretty good. Uh and I'm excited for its return. Um interesting segue. Uh The Walking Dead obviously returns on February 24th, which you said was the Monday. Uh, yes. I believe it's uh, and that's the same day that Call Soul on AMC Uh, returns as well for season five we don't know if that's the first or the second half or what's the deal with that but the start of season five at least Uh, that's of course on the UK and Netflix if you want to watch Better Call Saul Uh, in fact if you're in the UK and you want to watch all of the Breaking Bad universe El Camino's on there Breaking Bad's on there and Better Call Saul's on there as well so uh, go and check those out but yeah obviously they're going to pair those in terms of the airings and that sort of thing I I would be surprised if because yeah, they're doing a double episode return with Better Call Saul, aren't they? I'd be surprised yeah. if the third episode isn't on the Sunday as well, because they've done it in the past where they've had... um, I know when they've done it with uh, Into the Badlands, when they've had Walking Dead at 9, Badlands at 10, and then Talking Dead at 11, just to kind of get you in that other... to, to kind of view their other show, I suppose. So that wouldn't surprise me if it ends up being Walking Dead 9, Better Call Saul at 10, and Talking Dead at 11 in th- the future. Obviously not on Fox in UK, or obviously on AMC. Uh, do you think that's probably what will happen in terms of scheduling?
1: Uh, Run through that again. What we what were you Wait, suggesting?
0: If they did what they've done in the past, where they've had like Walking Dead at, uh, for AMC in the US, if they had Walking Dead at nine, Better Cost Hole at ten, Talking Dead at eleven, um, and then yeah. that, 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 that's kind of their way to say like, hey, in an in an hour we'll be back to discuss this show, but here's one of our other shows. For yeah, you to kind yeah, of. Watch. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll yeah. probably end up. That, doing...
1: That's that sort of makes would make sense yeah. They they use one to try and boost the audience of the following show. So that mm-hmm. that's fairly standard practice. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, we also have a new trailer for what's now called the walking, what the walking dead worlds beyond, um, a new trailer. And obviously the show now has a name. This is the second spin off, the third show. Um, I think the name is fine. It's not the best name you could have chosen, but it, it kind of implies like, they're going to do more with the world i suppose just with like okay worlds beyond sort of thing well it's Um, it
1: it, it is reference i think to the fact that you know this new show follows a group of teens who have grown up in this protective environment which we know is one of these civilizations that's kind of almost got back to normality um and they are aware of walkers, but don't really have to deal with them because they're not within inside the compound and they're now leaving the compound. So that is the world beyond. So I think that is probably more what it's referenced to. Okay. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, it is also it, it has a double meaning, I guess, because it is also referenced to this wider world as well because um they've talked about the fact that and you can see it in the trailer the helicopter that they show in the trailer has the three circle symbols, and Gimbal has already said that those each of those circles represents a different civilization, and we know that helicopter because it was the one that took Rick away, mm-hmm. so there is some connection to to the rick stuff although i don't believe that the civilization that took rick away is the same one that is is in this uh is the one that the kids from the world beyond are mm-hmm. coming from if that yeah. makes sense it's one of one of the three but it's not the one that rick went to
0: right they've also been also been referencing that in uh fear walking dead as well uh the past right. season uh we've with- new characters as well none of that means i think we we probably know this already but none of that means that Rick, rick's not going to show up in fear he's not going to show up in this obviously the next time we see him he's going to be in his uh own film i think in probably in 2020 at this point yeah. uh but um yeah obviously he's part of like one of them groups or whatever so i get what they're trying to do in terms of having because they've been in essentially all of the editions uh of, of walking dead and they're trying to kind of use that as a sort of big civilization thing, I suppose, in terms of this this bigger group, so um we'll see how it all works out. It does have a, a home on Amazon prime in in the u k so if you've got Amazon, which obviously we would recommend you get as well for other shows that they've got um so it's, it's good that it's got an early u k home, and I assume that will probably be next day, just like Amazon does with like Mr. Robot and certain other shows like the purge and whatnot
1: The well, yes, I mean they are saying that it's launching in spring mm-hmm. uh on Amazon prime in the uk uh they 're also saying spring in on amc so I would imagine it will be next day i can 't see any reason why it wouldn 't be next day
0: right. so right so yeah there's your information on that in terms of the trailer I mean it was fairly short so i don 't I, I think until we get a full trailer maybe something else happens um but it looks interesting yeah. so far so yeah um cool all right, let 's take a break we 'll come back and then we 'll talk about uh, some dante stuff and obviously the rest of the episode see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you'd like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way... Alright, a few bits of content as of just this morning, just a few hours ago, uh, a couple of Star Wars things uh, I I released today. Uh, One is a, not necessarily a podcast, let me explain what this is. I did a Let's Play Sunday episode for Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is of course the new Star Wars single player AAA game from EA. Um, And towards the end of the video I just started talking about Star Wars. And then as I was talking about Star Wars I thought, okay I should probably take this audio from this video and release it in a podcast form so that's just what that is uh so instead of leaving it kind of stranded in the video form which everyone not, might might not watch uh i thought i'd include it in you know our podcast feeds all that sort of thing uh that is now out and available the let's play sunday episode itself is going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks so look out for that but uh yeah go and have a listen to that if you want to hear me i've never really talked about star wars to that degree on a podcast before not in, in that sort of way. So if you want to hear my thoughts on just some loose Star Wars conversation, you can go and listen to that if you want to as well. Um, did I let, uh, a a uh, first impressions video for Star Wars Fallen Order? Uh, I've never come across spoilers in a first impressions video before, but did on this particular occasion. Obviously I won't say that's what the spoiler is, that would be pretty stupid. Um, but I thought I would put spoilers in the title because a spoilery thing happens and i need to give kind of a warning for that it's kind of unusual that in the first 30 minutes there is something that happens in the game but uh yeah if you want to go and check that out obviously if you've seen the game or you've played it or whatever then you probably know what the spoiler is already but you can go and watch that if you want my first impressions as well uh brassic is a sky one uh comedy starring michelle keegan and uh i think it's joseph gillen Um, who was in Misfits and some other stuff. He was in uh, Preacher as well, I think. He played, what, the vampire character or something? Yes, Um, yes. Yeah, this is a comedy on Sky 1 and Now TV. It's on Now TV at the moment. Uh, And that's, of course, another segment from Entertainment Talk TV, episode 27. So if you want to have a listen to that, that's for, of course, season 1, episodes 1 and 2. There's six episodes in the season. I haven't seen the other four yet, but that's my spoiler-free impressions on those two episodes. And, of course, if you want to listen to all the segments from Entertainment Talk TV, episode 27 then go and check out that particular podcast. Uh, I did a podcast about uh, James Bond. picked out nine different actors uh, who could potentially play James Bond in the future. Some are much more likely than others in the list. Um, But yeah, with Bond 26, potentially not having Daniel Craig there, because I think 25 is supposed to be his last one, although he said that last time, so we'll see. Uh, But eventually he's going to need to give up the role, eventually. Uh, But whoever it is next, I discussed who those people might be. Uh, Man United drew 3-3 to Sheffield United and pretty much lost the game due to one of the clearest handballs I've ever seen, uh, which is very unfortunate, but uh, an eventful game nonetheless. Of course, if you want to check out the highlights, just search for Man United on YouTube and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we pretty much got robbed, so <laughs> that's that. Uh, we play Aston Villa on Sunday away, That we the next game that I'm covering. We are playing against, I think it's Astana... Uh, tomorrow in the Europa League but we've already qualified for the Europa League so that game is basically a friendly at this point so I won't be covering that game but I will be back to discuss whatever happens against Aston Villa on Sunday. Uh, Speaking of football another Let's Play Sunday's episode for FIFA 20 you can check that out. Uh, Frozen 2 has been recently released from Disney of course the 2019 sequel follow up to the 2013 hit. Uh, so you can check out what I think of Frozen 2 Uh, Good Place, A Good Talk Um, podcast of course for The Good Place uh, has had it's mid-season finale as well, we're getting into that kind of period of the year where things are starting to actually end, of course Season 4 Episode 9 is the mid-season finale and it will be back I believe January 10th 11th-ish in the new year so check out The Good Place when it comes back as well Uh, Random Gaming Talk, last week we talked about some new Crash Bandicoot rumours for a potential new game in 2020 which obviously has me excited, uh, which might be announced potentially at the Game War Speaking of the Game Awards, we talked about this year's nominations for, of course, Game of the Year and everything else, so we checked, we talked about that, and we also discussed uh, XO19. XO19 is this year's Xbox fan event. It was held, I think, in London, uh, and they obviously, uh, they obviously talked about announcements, games, Game Pass, etc., so we discussed that as well. Uh, watching the Watchmen, we'll be back in a little bit to talk about Season 1, Episode 6. Uh, it might be out by the time you listen to this, because I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but uh, Season 1, Episode 6 is going to be the next episode, but we've, of course, covered all the episodes so far for Watchmen. And that's what we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um alright, so yeah, as you said, the episode opening up basically with just all all, all the Dante things and his conversation with Alpha, her him sorry her telling him about going into the camp and pretending to be well not a whisperer basically and you see him kind of calling for help in certain situations and all that sort of thing um yeah like you said at the the start of this I think they just handled that really quick and clean kind of just showed a little montage of him leaving like notes in the tree and calling out for help from people and you know just pretending to be not a whisperer basically I thought that that was all really good so what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, um, I, as I say, you know, I, I in in a different universe mm-hmm. uh, pre Angela Kang, this would have been handled very very differently, and yeah. you know, you would have ended up with with like a whole episode based around this. So I I'm I really like the way they handled this. You didn't need a huge amount of backstory. Given what happens later on in the episode, you certainly didn't need a huge amount of backstory for this mm-hmm. character. Um, it, it, it's it's interesting that they they took. Uh, a character from the comic book and changed him so dramatically. I sort of introduced him and changed him so dramatically. You know, we've had characters, you know, even like Rick that have changed throughout the, their sort of long span on the show. But the fact that they mm-hmm. specifically introduced this character as somebody that people know from the comic books and changed him completely into something else, I thought was a lovely little misdirect of how they handled that. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, the that that set up of, of just the basics of kind of you know, how he got there, how he kind of infiltrated, how they picked him up and came in, mm. I thought, yeah, just handled really well. So uh so yes. And then the you've got that confrontation with Rosita, um right. and you know, the reanimated Sadiq as well. So <laughs> Yeah, just a simple sort of,
0: you know, you know the reveal from last week, you know his a whisperer, it's just a quick little, his how he became a whisperer in uh, the, the simplest way you can yeah. tell the story. Yeah, uh, Dante's identity is uh, as a whisperer is, uh spy is exposed while Rosita is forced to put down a reanimated Sadiq. Dante is revealed to be responsible for many of the recent events to increase um the community's paranoia about the whisperers uh, and destroy them from the inside, poisoning the water, etc. Um, and then we'll talk about obviously the Gabriel moments later on. Um, three things to talk about with the Dante uh, Rosita storyline. First of all, she handled herself really, really well for a sick, you know, person. Um, you know, she had to put down not in the same way. Sadiq obviously put rest her baby in the, in the bathtub and that, and then try and get some sort of control of Dante. She manages to knock him out. Meanwhile, dealing with, at the same time, both the the grief of, uh, well, the shock of realizing that Dante's a Whisperer, the grief of realizing Sadiq's dead, and then the emotion of actually having to put down Sadiq before she eats cocoa, or he eats cocoa, rather. That's a lot yeah. to deal with in, what, like, two minutes, plus she has to also overpower, uh dante while being sick and knock him out and then deal with the baby and then deal with sadiq it's it's a lot for her to deal with i think she did really really well there isn't many points where i thought like okay you should be doing this instead of this uh like she has to put her baby down in the bathtub straight away that was the only only place she could do that and then i mean something i specifically want to talk about with dante he's kind of an idiot because let's say he does overpower rosita and kill her let's just say that that happens sadiq is still on his way to eating well both Coco and Dante and Dante's sort of like oh I'm Mm. not bothered about you know a a walker that's a few feet behind me I'd rather take care of the human first it's I mean I I know they're both a danger to him but you know the zombie isn't really gonna stop walking or whatever and it's behind him so it's also more of a danger so um I I was just kind of almost laughing at Dante in this in in the situation of like okay I know you do have to kind of deal with Rosita at the same time because she's going to attack you as well, but you also have Sadiq who's right behind you. So, um, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot going but, on here. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I, in that situation, I think you, the the bigger threat is probably the human. I mean, yes, Sadiq's a threat, but, you know, he's got the baby to snack on first, which I think is, is right. what Dante was probably thinking. You know, the baby's there, so if he eats the baby, then... That will keep the Walker distracted, Walker Sadiq distracted, whilst he deals with Rosita. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, and, and Rosita is a, is a definite threat. You know, I mean, he can deal with a Walker, yeah, you know, one Walker fairly easily. So, yeah, I, I think probably he, it was probably the right decision to go after Rosita because you mm-hmm. know she is the bigger threat out of the two. Uh, I mean, his um, first, his first mistake is not
0: putting Sadiq down, like stabbing him in the head. Because he pretty much yeah, had a, yeah. he had, he had I mean, time to uh, do that. There was so. no,
1: yeah, there was no way any of this was going to rain particularly well. Because right, he right. had, for starters, he had the Sadiq's dead body in there. Even if he had stabbed him, stabbed him in the head, that wasn't going to last. Ver- how, how was he going to protect himself from? Mm. being found out about that you know if, if Sadiq suddenly goes missing how do you get the body out how do you yeah you know, i mean that that was always going to be a, a problem so i i was kind of as i think i said last week i i don't see quite how he's going to get away with this cleanly right
0: um and gets caught and then basically
1: comes, straight so, away yeah so. uh, yeah and rosita kind of yeah you know, i mean dante always is a bit weird but um yes was acting more weird than usual and rosita picks up on it and is like this is not right so mm. yeah i mean i i just thought that was that was all handled fairly well and yeah and, and like you say rosita kind of really came out fighting with that you know did yeah, a really good yeah. job i feel. I, d-
0: I don't know how sick she's supposed to be but she's still sick so it obviously i well yeah weaker, i guess so
1: i guess now they know now they know what's causing it i i'm assuming mm-hmm. you know it's been a few days since they found out it's been a little while since they found out exactly what's causing it so she's although she's sick she's probably getting a little bit better
0: Mm -hmm. yeah but i thought she handled herself really really well the other thing when was the last time we saw a character actually turn into a walker in that same way i think it's been seasons since that has happened um because last couple of deaths obviously we we had the pike's death we didn't see well that was like straight deaths wasn't it uh like just heads chopped straight off uh, you had Carl. He shot himself before he turned. You had uh, Jesus. He was stabbed and then put down. You had um, who else has died recently? Why can't I think of who else has died? You
1: got uh, Sin- Sinikwa Martin Green's character turned, although she was it, right. it wasn't it wasn't quite that instantaneous because she was locked in that coffin. Mm-hmm. So uh, or What's that see- What
0: season was that? Seven, I think.
1: Uh, that, was, like, that was
0: right. That was just as the. Uh, war was kind of building up, I think. Yeah. So, so um,
1: seven. Months.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna say sort of like you—you you had Merle, you had Sophia, you had uh, Shane. Obviously, that's going way back to season two. I'm just thinking of characters that have been killed, kind of cleanly, and then woken up. You know, as as walkers. Well. It's, been, it's y- been yeah, a long, long time since that. It has happened. been a while. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind yeah. of. I mean, shame it has to be Sadiq, but it's kind of cool to see that again. Um, because you know if. I mean, even as they're living in this kind of Alexandria community or whatever, if someone dies from something like overnight or whatever and they wake up in their bed and they start wandering around the house, that's an immediate threat. And, um, yeah, it's just been a long, long time since I remember seeing that. But you're right, Sasha kind of died, not quite in the same way as Sadiq, obviously, but she did cleanly kind of reanimate and had yeah. her whole body intact and that sort of thing. So uh, she was probably the yeah. last one before Sadiq that I can remember at least because i know when we saw jesus get killed um the next time we saw him i think somebody had put him down and he was on the back of that horse wasn't he so um we didn't really see that um because i'm I'm assuming they stabbed him before he woke up i think that's what they did so um yeah but yeah interesting because that's one of the really kind of basic zombie walking dead kind of things is you know someone dies they get up and they turn and we haven't seen that for a very long time very very long time Mm -hmm. um yeah well, obviously, this is tying into the whole Dante thing, and Gabriel goes in there like, uh, they, oh, well, they have the uh, conversation with, um, there's Aaron there, there's Rosita there, and they'll kind of interrogate uh, Dante for a bit, and he just kind of doesn't really care, and he's like, I was trying to, you know, break you up from the inside, that sort of thing, kind of explaining a bit of Alpha's plan, um... Yeah, I, I was more interested, I suppose, in you know Gabriel finally getting a moment on screen. He goes into the cell. I, I thought you might and, like that. Uh, yeah, because yeah, um, obviously didn't know what would happen if he'd just walk out or whatever and then uh, just stabs him. Um, yeah, just as I've been saying for the last, I don't know how many weeks or how many seasons, um, they've just not really given Seth or Gabriel much to do. Uh, apart from when we first saw him and it was the whole church thing. and Obviously that was part of his backstory, but just in terms of giving him things to do other than being you know Rosita's uh, boyfriend because he's not actually the, the father is he that was Sadiq um, stupid love triangle square yeah. thing with Eugene <laughs> Eugene mm-hmm. as well uh, that's kind of I mean apart from having the conversations with you know certain characters and previous seasons in his church and whatnot which we've seen of uh, before. He's just not really been given anything to do, and I know this is very kind of minimal, but it was just cool to see him have something to do, I suppose, in, uh, for the first time in quite a while. What would you think of um, Gabriel taking out Dante?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's it's kind of interesting, because it's an interesting shift in that character, because he's always been the fairly sort of, you know, level-headed, mm. and been talking about, you know, well putting on a trial and that sort of stuff. And Dante kind of pushes him to a point of going... Uh, of saying no this person needs to be put down so um it sets gabriel up quite interestingly moving forward are we going to see a bit more of a kind of kick-ass gabriel who's <laughs> you know moving moving forward which would be quite nice that would mm. be a nice shift if and it may put him into a position where they can push him forward again and and you know you see more of him so uh yeah i i like that and it's it does sort of make sense you know this is the the father of their baby i guess um Mm. that that love he basically is now yeah yeah and certainly (laughs) he is now really yeah so i mean yeah i i think it it makes sense from the character's point of view that he's been pushed to a point where he could do you know he, he would do that um and uh I'm very interested to see where they take Gabriel moving on from this. Mm. You know, if he, if they, it, I mean, hopefully it's not going to be episodes of him just feeling guilty about it. And I hopefully hope they he kind of, they, they, you know, he's yes. I mean, I'm sure he'll wrestle with it a bit, but I would like to see a bit more action out of him. That would be good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a, a cool moment for uh, Seth himself. So, uh, and Gabriel, obviously, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. And like you said, I don't really want to see him being like, oh, should I have killed him? Shouldn't I? What is God going to think? And, uh, you know, taking off his, what was it called? His, his white collar thing. Has that got a specific name? Or is it just a collar? Uh, that, that You know,
1: like the priests. Uh, kind of have? Um, I think it's got a specific name. I should know that, and I, I don't. I think it Would probably you, has. Dog, they're, dog coll- they're dog collars. I should. right, yeah. Dog collars, they're usually known as. But, yes, I, I don't know whether it's got an official title i probably should know that but i don't
0: okay um but yeah if 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 we get to episode nine and he's like sitting in his church he's taking his collar thing off and he's feeling all guilty i don't really want that so hopefully they move on from that two questions first of all did he actually put dante down because we see him stab him in the chest and the back and whatever else 16 times um did he stab him in the head? And second of all, did he lock the gate? Because we've Gabriel's it wouldn't be the first time Gabriel's not locked the gate because obviously he left the actual Alexander <laughs> gate open once a couple of seasons ago, I think. When he when he was in one of his one of his down sort of moods and thought he portrayed God and that sort of thing. So is it possible? I, I I'm guessing he did put Dante down, but we didn't actually see it on screen and sometimes things uh, that you assume happened uh, yeah. off screen don't actually happen. So um I
1: it, I think he <laughs> stabbed him in the head. Right throughout yeah. that, I I don't think we're going to see Dante suddenly rise up again. And I know I, I I think we're done uh, with that. I, he stabbed him enough times that it would seem ridiculous if at some point he didn't stab him in the head throughout <laughs> that. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's probably done.
0: Right. So we'll see if we get a uh, Dante out of the cell or not. Uh, of course, we won't know till February. But there we go. Um. What else is there? Oceanside encounters a man named Virgil, uh, who they initially suspect to be a whisper, obviously because of recent events with Dante. Uh, there's a scene in here as well with Luke. He that they're in this what record shop or something, and he's going to look at these uh, particular books. Him and Judith from this kind of book thing that they're doing. Yes, it's uh, a library. Yes. Yeah, li- library sort of thing. Uh, and then obviously he gets called by two whispers, none of which I saw. When he first went in, but I guess you're not supposed to see them before you go in. But it it seemed like there was nothing else in there with him in the room. And then they one grabs his leg, one grabs his shoulder. Virgil comes out and uh, and helps him. So, um, yeah, I didn't really fear for Luke too much. I know a couple of episodes ago we said you know when he first went off on his mission to uh, Oceanside, we kind of said oh maybe he's in some danger. I there was just something about this scene where I thought like okay I think he's probably gonna be
1: fine here, and he and he was. So, uh,
0: did you fear for Luke in these scenes?
1: um i do a little bit just because you know he's not one of the characters that has had that much to do mm-hmm. so i did wonder whether maybe that he was that that they were going to kind of take you out in some random way I, I didn't think this was it i was kind of like you of of i i can't see them taking him out like this it seems like a really random way to take out somebody who is a you know not a major character but not a minor character either mm. so you know yeah. that that would seem a little bit of an odd way just to take him out when he's randomly looking for musical manuscripts in a library just seems like a really odd way to do it so uh yeah i wasn't too fearful for him but um I, plus you know you had other people around that he, i mean yeah he, if he, to be honest, if he couldn't have fought off those two walkers for long enough for Michonne to come and rescue him, he really didn't deserve to still be alive. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. Especially as he's got that. What type of axe is that? It's got like it's got like four blades on it and stuff, and it looks looks really cool. Uh, I, don't yeah, think, I don't think it's got a specific name, but it looked pretty no, cool. So.
1: No, it looks like it's it's sort of. Sort of um, bicycle spokes or not spokes you know uh gears or right, car right. gears or something like welded together in a kind of x shape it's quite cool
0: yeah yeah it's almost kind of like if you had lucille you took the barbed wire off and then put those things on them and made like four yeah. points it's pretty cool so um yeah i thought that was good and I, lo- I like his conversation with uh judith in the car i mean judith's one of the standout characters in the show at the moment yeah so, uh, and she she has a really really great great episode which we'll discuss um when we get to some shown Michonne- things later on. Um but yeah they encountered this man called Virgil. What what did you think of uh, Virgil in the episode?
1: Virgil, I mean, I I never thought that he was a whisperer just because of the way he was acting. He wasn't like, I want to join this group. He was very much like, I don't want to join this <laughs> right, group. I just right want away. to go. Yeah, yeah, I want to go somewhere else. I don't want to be involved with you people. Um, so yeah, I never really saw him as a whisperer, but um he's an interesting one and it opens this New avenue, you know we've now seen yeah you know we we see what happens with Michonne later and what and what his actual motivations are um so yeah i i it's it's an interesting one, I do wonder if maybe Virgil's just been introduced as a way to get deny out of the way for a bit um yeah, but yeah. I, I you know it, there is potentially then another community that that's or another group because he's off on this island somewhere so. Mm -hmm. maybe there is another group that they're going to be involved with. Right, I'll
0: talk about the whole Virgil-Pete thing once we get to a a specific uh, email and go a bit more in depth of what I think that kind of is Um, Yeah, I thought it was cool it'd be interesting to see if he is a remix of Pete, but like I said, I'll talk about that a bit later. Uh, How many times in the show have we seen someone go into a room save someone and then leave? as opposed to either threatening that same person or wanting to join the group or wanting some sort of exchange because he he kills those walkers, or at least one of them, I think, uh, and then wants to just get out of there straight away. We've not really seen that many times in this show. So, uh, yeah, interesting uh, side to Virgil there. Uh, Virgil eventually offers uh, to lead um, Michonne to his home on a naval base which uh, has weapons they can use against the Whisperers. So this is kind of, like you said, her temporary exit thing i don't think this is her actual exit from the show because i watched the promo for episode nine and she's in that promo at least i think she was in that promo um my guess would be she leaves at the end of the season instead um as opposed to unless episode nine is her last one but that would seem a little bit strange um uh, one thing i kind of suspect that might happen is she goes off with this virgil guy obviously gets weapons he gets reunited with his family all that sort of thing then comes back with those weapons. Maybe the war finishes, and then she uses the boat to leave or something. Uh, maybe. I mean, the boat. I mean, I mean, the boat seems like it's going to be part of her exit, which I've been suspecting since we saw the the season trailer uh, yeah. way back in what July or something. Um, so I still suspect it will be used in the same way, just maybe slightly different to how I thought. Obviously, the whole Ezekiel thing is just not happening anyway. Uh, so you, you've got that there as well, but. Um, yeah, what what do you think of, I suppose, Virgil's plans with Michonne? They're sort of going off to get weapons and whatnot.
1: Well, I mean, th- this is... Uh, as I say, Virgil's an interesting character because uh, he may be a remix of some of the co- comic book characters, but, you know, he's on this naval base. It He's, he's a useful kind of plot device because it gives them a, access to a bunch of weapons they didn't have before, which maybe helps them against the Whisperers. Mm-hmm. It gives them a convenient... Extra group of people, possibly it also gives them um, an opportunity of maybe getting rid of Michonne, which we know has to happen at some point in this season. Uh, I still reckon that there's a possibility that the radios have something to do with that. I I think you could be right. She ends up leaving on a boat, but I think that the the thing that maybe makes her leave is possibly that she goes looking for Rick. But I I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: like you just said with the radio, it could be that that woman that Eugene is talking to. She maybe says something, and then Michelle yeah. leaves through that. Because uh, obviously, like we said with the third show and everything, this this big group that they've been teasing for at least a couple of seasons probably have something to do with that. And obviously, Rick's involved with that, so maybe Michonne will leave for for those reasons. So all, all that seems like it should add up. Obviously, we'll see how that goes uh, next half of the season. Uh, cool. So where are we at with this? All right, Gamma. Uh, who reveals her real name to be Mary, offers to lead Aaron uh to Alpha's horde in exchange for being allowed to see her nephew, which Aaron accepts. Um, though the horde is not where Mary claimed. Um, Aaron still believes that the uh, horde uh, might have been misplaced or that that she wasn't uh, misleading them. I also think that's probably possible if she she said something yeah. about she saw the horde there two days ago or a day ago or something. So they've probably moved. But obviously everyone's. It's interesting the way that ties in with, you know, obviously we trusted Dante, he turned out, but, out to be a Whisperer, and now we're trying to trust this Virgil guy and this new Whisperer with Gamma, and Aaron has the trust there, but Daryl doesn't, and Carol doesn't, and everybody else kind of doesn't, and they're, they're all obviously understandably sort of suspicious because of uh, the Dante-Sadiq situation, which is uh, understandable, but um, I I think she probably was telling the truth, and that horde just simply moved. In fact, I think Alpha yeah. probably must have done some of that deliberately. Obviously, she's got control of... Uh, this particular horde, which we find later. So, wh- wh- where do you stand on uh, Gamma and th- that
1: situation? Yeah, I, I or Mary, I suppose. <laughs> think she was, yeah. I, I think she was telling the truth. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm inclined to believe that, if anything, she was either telling the truth and Alpha just happened to move the horde, or Alpha intentionally gave, you know, misdirected Gamma and realized that she may be turning on the group and laid this out as a trap because you know as we know she shows up later so Mm -hmm. yeah i i i don't think mary slash gamma was actually uh was actually trying to mislead them i think that was that was genuine um i mean i can understand why they were skeptical about it and why they Mm -hmm. thought they were probably walking into a trap but you know uh yeah, I don't think she was actually actively misleading them.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like another Jadis situation. We didn't know if we could trust her. We couldn't at some points, so then we could. Uh, she also had a different... What was it, Anne was her actual name, I yeah. think? Jadis? And then obviously she's left the show and whatnot. Uh, so it seems like kind of another one of those uh, character situations. So it would be interesting to see how that plays out. But like, I still stick to my prediction that uh, by the time the war's over, you'll probably see Lydia and gamma or mary um return to our group and be kind of trusted i, I at least that's what i hope kind of happens because i can see those two characters being obviously we've seen that lydia's basically a good person uh obviously mm. she has problems and, and whatnot but um we've seen that she wants to be part of the group obviously she, she hasn't been accepted as part of the group and she's kind of left at the moment um but i think the same thing is going to happen with gamma when where eventually they kind of hopefully uh find a way to trust her so um, and it'll be interesting if once we see Alpha next, if she's like, yeah, I, I I moved the Horde and whatever and I tried to trick Gamma and she's actually against Gamma. I think that is kind of what's happening because uh, I don't think she trusts Gamma at all. I know she kind of put her in the group and not, uh, appointed her as Gamma and all that sort of thing. But uh, I think Alpha's probably just trying to trick, obviously... Our group and uh, Gamma at the same time, so because mm-hmm. I suspect she probably actually knows that Gamma's been meeting with. Uh, uh, oh yeah, she does know that she's been. Yes, with because ML, she directed us to yeah, do it. Yeah. but um, but I suspect she's also maybe done that. Just, just I think Alpha's done all this deliberately, just to kind of go against uh, Gamma. So, um, mm-hmm. do you think there's there's probably the case that like Alpha's just been kind of playing her? I suppose this whole time. I
1: I think I I don't know whether she's. I think it's more of a a question of a test of trust you know maybe if yeah. she knows she knows Gamma maybe knows where the horde is or where the horde was and maybe she's doing it as a test to see whether Gamma has given up any information yeah, um, yeah. so mm, I, I I don't know I, I think it could be alpha edging a bet so I don't know whether she specifically set it up of uh, as sort of misdirecting Gamma it's in terms of you know i i think it was more a case of okay well i know she's got this information i'll move the hood just in case but we'll see where this goes i think it was maybe more that than anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh
0: one judith uh michonne thing i want to talk about obviously is there's a bunch of great stuff between uh the two of them in the episode i love when um you know Virgil's trying to run away and whatnot and uh she, she cuts his leg and she's like that's my girl I really really like all those scenes uh and then yeah. there's a the bit later where um Virgil goes to like grab her book or whatever <laughs> she just kind of moves out of the way uh and then her comment about like hey you shouldn't move your stitches are gonna like come undone or whatever I, I thought Kaylee played all that really really well uh very brilliantly and just this yeah. uh, w- w- there's also the kind of shot where. Um, You know, she kind of cuts Virgil's leg, he falls down and then Michonne comes over and it's like mother, daughter, Katana, both like kind of pointing at the the potential enemy. I really, really like all those scenes. And it's going to be, we have an email about that, but uh, it's going to be a real big shame when we don't kind of have that anymore. So, Mm. yeah, what what do you think of uh, Michonne and Judith's relationship?
1: Kaylee's so fabulous in that role. She's such a talented little actress. And I, you know, I'm... I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more. I hope she sticks on the show for a while and, you know, we see her kind of grow up and grow into that role even more. I, I, I think she's great as and, and such a wonderful replacement for, you know, the fact that we haven't got Carla, we haven't got Rick now. I think she's brilliant at that. I, I would like to see, hopefully at some point in the future, we'd like to see Andrew Lincoln come back, even if it's like for a final season or something, uh, just so you get that relationship between, like, you know, Rick and his daughter daughter just a little bit or daughter in quotes uh um yes yeah it would be nice to see a little bit of that um so yeah and and the relationship between um her and michonne is just great and she's just really well written and really well performed i i really like seeing her on screen And, and the yeah when she when she took down virgil and you know you could see the pride in Michonne's face, just mm-hmm. just great. That that whole sequence I thought was really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then there was the uh what's it? She kind of trips Virgil up, and there's a zombie that comes by, and she just takes out the zombie. I thought that was really great. So yeah, yeah. That relationship will be missed, but obviously Judith will be staying on the show. Hopefully for well, probably hopefully until the series finale. To be honest, uh, I don't really yeah. see a reason to take her off the show for any particular reason. So. Uh, cool. The last thing of the episode, Carol spots and chases after Alpha. Obviously, Alpha did that deliberately as well. Followed by her friends, uh, the group becomes trapped in a cave, which is where Alpha is hiding. This particular horde that Gamma was talking about before, and they're all trapped down there. Um, so who do we have down there? We have Jerry, Daryl, Carol, Magna—is it or Yumakai? I think one of those two. Is Gamma actually down there? I didn't—I don't recall seeing where she actually went. Gamma herself. Um, no but there's a couple of is aaron down there as well i think
1: yeah, Aaron's which, turned, yeah aaron think. was
0: there with the, the whole horde thing so there's about five or six characters uh down there obviously that's where we finish the season and it, uh, to me it kind of looks like that horde can't actually get up to the platform but obviously they still have to kind of take them out and well get themselves out of the cave itself which is obviously a, a task in itself but Yeah, like you said, one of the better cliffhangers for the show. Nobody's in, like, immediate questionable danger. Nobody's in, like, okay, did this character get shot or killed or whatever. It's sort of... Yeah. Like you said, very much the Sanctuary season finale where we know where everybody is. We know who's alive. But it's more of a question of, okay, how do they get out of the situation, which is usually a much better cliffhanger. And then I I think they uh, handled that pretty well. So um, it still leaves us on a cliffhanger. We still don't know how they're going to get out. But we know the situation. So that's really, really good. Um... I, I myself don't know how they would get out of that situation. I've never been stuck in a cave myself before or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's I suspect there's some gap somewhere they can go through or maybe someone has been following them or something uh, and they'll have some sort of way to, to get them back up. Um, what, what do you suspect they're going to do next?
1: well i mean it's some it obviously is some sort of cave system i doubt that 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 is the only platform there has got to be some other way of getting through that cave yeah. system surely than than trying to walk your way through the middle of that hood. so uh i yeah i i don't know how they're going to get out but i imagine that we're going to see a bit of them wandering around in the dark for a bit so uh that's going to be kind of interesting mm-hmm. um yeah we're so used to seeing them outside wandering around seeing <laughs> them kind of inside in the yeah. yeah um
0: also where did alpha go as well she went in the same gap as where carol went obviously she knows not to get trapped down there but Uh, Well, yeah, kind of begs the question of where did she where did she actually go?
1: Presumably, she she jumped across. She's up top somewhere, I would imagine, because she probably jumped across where because they actually fell down a hole, didn't they? So Mm -hmm. um, presumably, she's up top somewhere and the rest of them are underneath and she kind of dived past it and it is still on the surface. So
0: maybe, yeah yeah but yeah that's the end of the uh, this half of the season uh we'll obviously be back for the second half of the season. I mean we're not done with the podcast yet, but um we'll obviously be back on uh in February for the next half of the season. be very interesting to see uh when the whisper war is gonna start obviously that particular event has to happen, which I still refuse to talk about um but hopefully I'll be able to talk about that once that does happen. Uh, in the season the second half, um, but we have some emails to get to so let's get to those uh, if you still want to write in obviously, you know if you send in an a email now It'll be included in our uh, second half of the season coverage Uh, Of course we're still covering some other shows, Watchmen and some other stuff, obviously I mentioned a bunch in the housekeeping section, Uh, so we've still got things going, you can still get in contact with Entertainment Talk of course, so Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter E-Talk UK, there's the contact page and information in your show notes. So, Lauren says, uh, so this boat story with Virgil, is this what Matt was talking about, and uh, and it doesn't seem to be uh, her actual exit? Um yeah it obviously she hasn't left in this particular mid-season finale um it seems like she's going to be in at least a couple more episodes if not the whole second half of the season so we'll see what happens with that um so my guess what they've done is uh i think i did uh dis- discuss this in the preview maybe for the season uh pete basically has this storyline where um in between the time jump uh, like when the time jump is is happening uh, after the war with Negan and before the new beginning, which is obviously from the season eight finale to season nine premiere. Uh, in the book, Michonne goes off with this guy called Pete for a lot, for a little while, uh, and she goes on just this this boat adventure kind of thing. Uh, and the the actual story of that did get covered in Telltale's The Walking Dead video game, the the Michonne right. uh, video game thing, which had like three little episodes, and it basically just told the story of. Uh, ...how that happened. I don't know how much involvement Kirkman had with that particular plot, obviously, because he wrote the, the books and everything. Um, I can't remember what involvement he had with the game story, but I remember him kind of talking about it and saying, like, okay, this is what happened with Michonne. Uh, obviously, the difference is here. Once we started Season 9, Michonne hadn't gone off on this boat thing. There was no boat or whatever. We had all of Season 9. whispers were introduced, and then, obviously, we started Season 10... Uh, she came back from the boat. I th- no, it was Carol that came back from the boat, wasn't it? At the at the start of the season. Yeah. Um. And then obviously from the trailer when they showed the boat for the first time, I suspected. Okay, this is going to be them bringing a story from the past in the book sense to the present, and then they're they're going to use that same Michonne storyline. To give her an exit from the show. Obviously they've currently used it for this whole Virgil weapons thing. So there's that. Uh, Obviously there's a change in name. in the the, If this even is the the same guy or whatever. In the book he's called Pete. And in this show obviously they've given him the name of Virgil. Might not even be the same person. But you can see obviously where I'm drawing the connections. The boat, Michonne, all that sort of thing. Um, They've changed names of certain characters before. Um, that, just a couple of characters. I remember, uh, Paul um, Jesus Monroe or Paul Rovio Monroe. He had like a different surname in the book or something. Uh, you also had, um, do you remember? I think it was Donna. She was the woman who was in charge of Alexandria when they first got there. In, right. In the book, she was a guy. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was actually a guy. And um, they obviously changed the the gender of that character. So they've done little changes here and there and given characters slightly different names. But you can see where I'm drawing the connection with this Virgil Pete thing yeah um yeah so what do you think of i guess all those comic book connections and things
1: well i mean i don't know the comic book as well as you do so it's kind of difficult Mm -hmm. for me to comment it is interesting how they they remix storylines though of of storylines you think oh well they're not going to do that and because they've gone past it and they're now going back and pulling those storylines Mm -hmm. out uh, which is, is quite nice, you know, because it's good for comic book fans that they are getting to see storylines that they thought they might not get to see. So you are getting more of that, which is good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. And, uh, you know, as I say, all, all through this season now, I think they've been doing a much better job with putting the story together and the pacing's been much better. And, you know, they've, they've just really upped their game this season. So uh, I've yeah more of this sort of stuff will be great cool uh
0: paul says really liked aaron's involvement so far this season goes along with what david mm. was saying about making the slight slightly smaller characters have bigger roles obviously because we've lost a number of different characters i'm not going to list them again because i've done that too many times uh we know who they are who have left the show um, but obviously that leaves certain characters like your Aaron's, like your, uh, maybe Gabriel's or Eugene's, Rosita's, or those sorts of characters. Uh, you might not like those characters as much as Rick, etc. but that's the characters that we got on the show. But, uh, yeah, certainly lining up with, uh, I guess the three of us are kind of agreeing with each other, Paul, me, and you, in terms of, you know, Aaron wasn't, you know, a Rick or a Daryl, that sort of character, but he's one of the... To slightly to the side main characters who's really been brought into kind of one of the main stories of of the show uh, i mean just in in terms of you know this gamma storyline and the whole alpha thing and him being involved with that uh it's ross marquand isn't it who plays him yes uh, i think yes. he's done a really really good job so far and uh he's he's bringing some really good stuff to the role uh, it's funny how many people said you know because of his whole arm injury which rick gets in in the book uh instead how they've kind of said, okay, Aaron's kind of the new Rick in that sort of way. I guess they're just saying that because of appearance and, and yeah. whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it's it's cool to kind of... I guess that's a wink to the, the comic readers in terms of, oh, you know, we, we didn't cut off Rick's hand. That would have been a huge thing. Obviously, the main character to have his hand cut off on the screen is a lot more different to do in the book, where you just simply don't draw his hand, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but giving that to a different character eventually, I think, was, was an interesting idea. So done in a completely different way to what the book was. Uh, but it's still... An interesting kind of uh, little remix. So, uh, plus it hasn't really like affected Aaron too much. He's still able to fight. He's still able to do things. And I think that's an interesting remix. So, yeah, what do you think of Aaron coming more into the into the spotlight?
1: Well, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Rosh I, mm-hmm. I I think he's absolutely fabulous, and I think he does a great job in this. Uh, he's an incredible mimic as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an impressionist. If you've ever, if you've not looked up any of Kwan's, um impression stuff. Go and go and check it out because there are some great videos on YouTube. He's an amazing impressionist, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I, th- I like the fact that they've moved him up a bit in this, and I I get exactly why people are saying yes, he's kind of the new Rick, and it isn't just the arm thing. I think he's he's taking a bit more of a sort of central role, and I can certainly see as you know they're they're moving forward, I can see them moving him more and more into that position of being like one of the real full-blown leading guys uh, and I'd like to see that a bit more because I, I think he's great and he's really interesting. There was a, a cute little thing which they mentioned on Talking Dead which I hadn't noticed which is the uh, the the kid that plays I can't remember the daughter's name but the person that plays Aaron's daughter, uh, the character um, wears a, a grey um, like long grey glove to be more like a dad Okay. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. It was oh, really cute. I didn't notice that. She's. she's I. I didn't notice that. But um, yeah, apparently she's. She's kind of to mimic her dad. She wears, She's. She was wearing this long grey glove, which I just thought was really cute and adorable. Hmm. Um, That's yes. uh,
0: Gracie, right?
1: Yes, Gracie. Yeah. yeah. Gracie. Apparently, she's. If you actually go back and watch the episode from last night, apparently she's got a uh, a long grey glove on. But um, yeah, yeah, it's. It, I. I would like to see more of Aaron, and I think. He's got potential to be moved into into the much more into the spotlight as being one of the main leading characters yeah um so I'd like to see more certainly uh
0: Michelle says well, shit, I'm really going to miss the mother daughter uh Michelle and Judith scenes and moments sure she will have moments with other characters, but that katana and mother daughter relationship can't be beaten, and I couldn't agree with you more uh we've yeah. obviously we've obviously talked about it in you know the previous scene with Virgil and whatnot, but yeah, I I think the interesting connection with the whole katana thing and obviously the katana training that's gone in and the the different fight scenes that we've seen because uh, there was one at the hilltop wasn't there when they had that um uh the, where, where the tree came down and the whole gate kind of got removed yeah and they had to fight some walkers uh, and then obviously Judith doing kind of her own kills and Michonne kind of watching her grow up I think has been really really good um but yeah we're we're really gonna miss that obviously Michonne's not actually left yet so hopefully we'll get some more scenes but. Uh, cause I've been kind of surprised in the last roughly two episodes, but yeah, we're going to miss the, uh, Michonne, um, Judith daughter Katana relationship. And, uh, it'd be interesting to see who she most gravitates towards after. Obviously she's got, I think someone literally said uncle Daryl in this episode. I think there might yeah. been Luca that said that or Michonne that said that like, Hey, uncle Daryl's still going to be here for for you. Um, like are we going to see some like crossbow katana scenes maybe and it like michelle said it really can't be beaten in terms of just the, the same weapon and everything and she can literally teach her the same things that she's learned whereas you know daryl can't really do that in the same way so uh that's going to be missed obviously she hasn't left the show yet so um yeah we're going to mourn on that once that's gone so
1: yeah uh anything you want to say about that the uh Judith no, no, other than, yeah, I mean, I agree. I am going to miss that relationship uh, between the two of them and the, the sort of dual katana thing is mm. is cute and adorable and I will, yeah, I will miss that when she goes. Um, I, I, I'm going to be interesting to see what happens to that character because hopefully Judith isn't going to leave with Michonne and they're going to keep that character around because um, we don't know yet. We don't know whether... Michonne's going to go off on her own uh, or because or, you would think if she is going to go off on her own I mean we're, we're assuming she doesn't die of course but if Michonne is going to go off on her own and she is going to go searching for Rick you do think that she might take Judith with her but I kind of hope that's not the case because mm. um, I would like to see Judith around a bit more and have a stick on the show because I think she's a great character, she's kind of little and kick-ass and that's awesome so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's certainly one of the uh, the bright spots on the show. So. Mm. Uh, last email, Ollie says, uh, so I'm guessing that Matt was finally happy to see Gabriel have a moment in this episode. Who does yeah. David think is underused in the show as well? Because obviously that's one of the main things that I've said about Gabriel is, you know, after watching The Wire season one, or even just a couple of episodes of The Wire, to be honest, not even the whole first season, but uh, a couple of episodes of seeing Seth's character uh, and seeing what the man's truly capable of once he gets more screen time. Um. Yeah. Great. To, great with the whole Dante moment and everything. Uh. Is there any? Yeah. Like, like Ollie says. Is there. Is there any characters that you would like to kind of see more in the in the spotlight?
1: Jerry. Jerry. Jer- <laughs> um, <laughs> just because I love Cooper and Cooper's fabulous. And yeah, uh, yeah. I. Yeah. I. I would like to see maybe a little bit more of that i i mean and ezekiel's been on a kind of mopey path recently Mm. but i mean more ezekiel and jerry stuff would be great i would love to see a little bit more of that because we've not had much of that recently at all um as i said ross marquand i think he's already moving into that sort of role of being more of a central character but i'd like to see them push aaron a bit forward a bit more um Yeah. And and Jerry and Ezekiel, maybe I would like to see a little bit more of them. And and Ezekiel back to that kind of that buddy relationship that we had previously. I'd like to see maybe a little bit more of that. Um, But those, those are the only characters that really spring to mind at the moment
0: yeah and just to be if you you know if you're new to the podcast or whatever this hasn't hasn't always been one of the things i've said about gabriel i was you know as fed up with the character as what most fans were it was only once i saw the wire and saw what seth is more capable of then i realized like oh why haven't they given him more to do on the show so that's kind of where that comes from because i'm sure if you go back to season six or seven podcasts uh you'll hear me moan about gabriel because i hadn't seen the wire yet but uh yeah yeah so that's that's where all that kind of comes from so um but uh yeah that's all the emails that we got for the season that's uh all the things we have to talk about for this mid-season uh finale and everything obviously we'll be back we'll be back in uh february probably with a preview but we'll see if there's like too much more to talk about than we than we have already we usually do a preview but uh of course we'll see how things go uh in february so uh, and it's the, towards the end of february as well so that's kind of interesting um yeah, of course, like I said, again, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, comments on The Walking Dead, I'm sure you've got some things you want to say. Uh, we're not going to be going anywhere, obviously this is the last podcast for the mid-season, uh, but you can still obviously get your emails in uh, for the mid-season premiere uh, next year. Uh, yeah, last last episode of the year as well, and as a lot of people have been saying, uh, the last episode of the decade, so... Yeah, that as well. yeah. So, uh, Alright, of course we still have a bunch of things happening on Entertainment Talk as well, um, so just keep your eyes on the website, we don't just do Walking Dead as I've mentioned earlier, so keep your eyes on the website keep subscribed to the iTunes feeds, all that sort of thing, uh, and get involved with the other things that we do as well, because some things are hitting mid-season, but some things haven't started yet either, like The Witcher, so just keep your eyes on the website and uh, you'll be updated with all the content. Uh, you can of course find all of that content on entertainmenttalk.org head over to there and give a listen or a watch, whatever um, for everything like that uh, of course if you want to know if, when and where your favourite shows are going to be coming back or returning or starting, uh, David's got you covered on GeekTown.co.uk and of course on GeekTown Radio which is available on iTunes and podcast services as well, so uh, yeah uh, get, get over to there for of course all of your um tv show and film news as well so there you've got for that uh if you want to support this podcast support entertainment talk we're on patreon check out the we're on patreon so check out the one dollar and three dollar level tiers uh if you're doing christmas shopping or treating yourself or both uh, you can, of course, use our Amazon affiliate link. I think they got a, a Black Friday sale at the moment or something like that. So, uh, of course, get involved with that and please use our Amazon affiliate link. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, but, but it won't cost you anything extra. iTunes feeds, please rate, review, subscribe to those. Of course, if you've got any problems with the website, or the iTunes feeds, let me know and I'll investigate what that is. Um... What else is there? There is word of mouth, of course. Please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and your iTunes feed. Still a bunch of people talking about The Walking Dead on the internet, so uh, be sure to mention the podcast whenever that comes up. Uh, Of course, social media. Share them on Facebook. Retweet them on Twitter. And if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. Uh, And last thing, video games, of course, uh, you can watch us play different video games. Me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer, and look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the new year if this is all you listen to from what we do. If not, we'll see you on the next thing that we do. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.